Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to episode 73 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell to the Wall. Hosted by me, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. As I said at the top of the video feed, we are getting a late start today. Uh, so I'm going <laughs> to... We're just going with this exhausted theme uh, over the next month or so. But, but before we get into a little explanation on that... Uh, we always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, before episodes, whenever you so please. And you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Again, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, also, YouTube, which would be youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our channel over there. Uh, and of course, my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N, at SoCalSean. Follow me on there. Uh, there's actually some good stuff on there right now, particularly from uh, last night, which I'll get into more detail about, but uh, not necessarily go tell it to the wall related. Kind of, Some of it is a little go tell it to the wall related, uh, but there's some good stuff up there, so make sure you're following me uh, at SoCalSean. And of course, we have the official website for everything that is go tell it to the wall, Common Sense Sundays, and Sean O'Rourke Live, and that would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, make sure you bookmark that one. You're going to find stuff you won't find on any of those other platforms I just mentioned. And you're also going to find links to those platforms I just mentioned. So make it easy. You don't even have to look it up. You just click the little thing and it takes you right there. Uh, and of course, you're also going to find our Patreon campaign up there. Please become a patron if you have the means to do so. And if you don't want to do that and you want to support us still, uh, you can check out our merch website. Both of those linked directly from SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, as I said, I'm exhausted today. I'm I'm blaming the lateness on the time change. We are we are late getting in the studio today. Uh, also blaming it on my activity from last night, which we'll get into uh, as we get into entertainment news. But of course, yet another show last night uh, here in the Southern California area. Got a lot to talk about with that one. Uh, and keep in mind, we are not going to have Sunday episodes the next two Sundays. There is a good chance this week. I'm waiting on final plans and confirmation, but we might have a bonus episode this week. Uh, if not this week, then next week. Still waiting on confirmation uh, with a very special guest, so that should will hopefully be coming everyone's way. Uh, but due to travel plans, uh, work, and fun, uh, we won't. I won't actually be in the studio the next two Sundays, so, so keep that in mind. Try to get some bonus shows in there, and like I said, the one with the special guest. Uh, so just don't be confused. When uh, there's no Common Sense Sunday uh, a week from today, because that's not going to happen. All right, let's get into some digital trends. And my voice, too. This is going to be a theme, Wall fans. Uh, over the, I'm loaded down, like, every week, weekend uh, with shows and, and, and stuff that I'm dealing with. Like, and all good stuff. But uh, my voice, it's probably going to be like this for, for probably the next month and a half or so. We'll see, we'll see how that goes. I mean, I'll learn to start drinking some tea. Uh, before I go into the studio, I've never been one to take care of my voice. That's rarely a thing. Even when I had a radio show, I was like, eh, if I sound like I've been smoking three packs a day for 20 years, that's okay. Uh, now now I'm a little more aware of it. With age comes, uh, you know, knowledge of like, wait, that's not how I sound. All right, either way, let's get into those digital trends. Uh, I want to talk about the MLB lockout. We don't talk a lot about sports 
uh, on this this podcast. Usually it has to do with common sense, but I found this one amusing. And the reason uh, I put it into digital trends is, for those of you not familiar, Major League Baseball, professional baseball here in the U.S., uh, they were having a lockout, which means the the this is, and to put it in terms for people that know nothing about sports, this is like a union negotiating with man. It, like it literally is a union negotiating with management, negotiating. So it's players' union negotiating with the owners of all the teams, uh, and it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Has been for a couple months. They delayed the opening of the season, all this other stuff, and then finally, suddenly, we get word uh, this past week, hey. We're done with the lockout. As soon as they sign off on it, things are just going to go crazy and you're going to see players being traded and signing and everything. <laughs> and that's why I laugh. Because I'm like bracing and I'm even texting with uh, two of my good friends, Kevin and Seth. We often talking about baseball because I love baseball. I know not everyone loves baseball. I love it. And we're like bracing. We're like, oh my gosh, it's going to be crazy tonight. It's going to be crazy tonight. And then I kept looking at my phone. I'm like, what? Can I, can I get something here? What, what are we doing? And it m- reminded me of... Uh, for those of you that are familiar, and you can probably relate in some other way, but those of you that are familiar with Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland, uh, and I think at Disney World too, it's been so long since I've re- I haven't been to Disney World since I was a young kid, uh, so I don't know if it's exactly the same, but you end the ride and you come up and out of like where the ride is, and I remember my very first time riding that um, in California at the Disneyland here in Anaheim, and you kind of, if you don't know what's happening, you're kind of, you feel like you're on a roller coaster, and you know roller coasters, they go up, they go up, they go up, and you're like, whoa, down. Well, pirates, it just kind of, you go up, you go up, you go up, and then you just level off, and you're like, and that's the end of the ride. That's very much what it felt like uh, on Wednesday or whatever day in particular it was. And I'm like, oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Uh, nothing. And still nothing's happening. It's really amusing to me. Um, I did. <laughs> I also did realize one thing. I was booking hotels. Uh, or a hotel for for Punk and Drublick in Arizona. I'm going to talk a little bit about that uh, in entertainment news, but just relating to uh, Major League Baseball, I was like, why, why are these hotels so expensive? You know, like 150 bucks a night for a Motel Six. It's like, whoa. I, I know things. There's inf- no, that's crazy. And then I realized they do this thing called spring training in Arizona, and it's all happening right near where uh, where we're going to be staying. And so. As much as I was happy to see the lockout end, I was kind of like, oh, great. Now, it's going to be a hell of a lot more people around uh, in Arizona when we're out there this weekend. So that's going to be interesting. But I do love baseball, so maybe I'll get into some baseball conversations with people around there. All right, another thing trending around the socials uh, over the past week or so. I love this one. I even saw people posting in uh, some of the discords I'm on. They were like, hey, you want to send some postcards? And what people are doing is they are uh, mailing postcards to uh, Governor DeSantis down there in Florida, and this is relating to, of course, what I talked about last week, uh, the the don't say gay bill uh, that actually officially passed, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Disney in relation to that, um, but what people are doing is they're mailing a lot of times like rainbow colored postcards, and they're just writing gay, 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 like all over the postcard, and sending them to DeSantis's office. I think this is brilliant. Uh, a postcard stamp is even cheaper than a... I don't know what a stamp is these days. I, <laughs> I just go in, I've even got some right in front of me, but they're these forever stamps, so I don't even know what they cost. I just go in and get a book of them, and they're whatever, however amount they want. I'm like, all right, fine. But postcard stamps are, are a little cheaper. So, yeah, talk about a... That's a way to get your voice heard. And uh, I just... I'm, I'm imagining DeSantis sitting there with some smoke coming out of his ears, which would just be fantastic. Uh, now, who knows if he's just ignoring him, but either way, it's it's a way to make your voice heard, even if you don't live in Florida, you know? Uh, so, so get on that. Everyone should do it. I think I'm going to do some of that this week if I have time 
I've got a very busy week. This it's a busy couple of months here. I don't know. I'll do my best to to keep on schedule, but we're probably gonna have some later in the day shows getting posted. Uh, just because it's been nuts here around uh, Southern California and everything we got going on with Go Tell It to the Wall and other things, and it's madness. All right, uh, moving along here. Kanye and Pete Davidson. I I cannot stand that I'm talking about Kardashians. I can't, and I'm going to do it multiple times in this episode. I'll be honest. I can't stand it, but this has to be talked about. And I'm sure if you've been on any kind of social media or if you watch, you know, like Entertainment Tonight or any of these, I'm sure it's been talked about. Uh, and this is because Kanye is has been threatening Pete Davidson because Pete Davidson is now dating uh, Kanye's ex-wife, Kim Kardashian. I don't care about any of these things, except that it has gotten to the point where it's overflowing and people are having to to point out common sense when it comes to this. Uh, he's literally harassing people. Not only is he has he been harassing uh, Pete Davidson and his ex-wife, now he's come after D.L. Hughley because D.L. Hughley came out and was like, this is abuse, this is not right. Here's the most important thing with this. A lot of people are having fun. They're making jokes, all these other things. And this is why it's blowing up on social media right now. There's a text exchange that's on Twitter right now. I hate myself, but I read the stupid thing. I don't know if it's real. Who knows if it's real? Here's the important thing here. Nobody should be enjoying this or having fun with it. We need to continue to point out how dangerous this is. Because we, people are out there laughing and all this. Other. Can you imagine... Um, especially a female, but a male or female who's been in the situation and they're seeing this paraded out in front of the media where they were harassed by an ex, you know, especially like an ex-husband who might be a little psychotic like Kanye West is. That's not cool. That's not cool at all. And now it's being paraded out in front of them. And it seems like nothing's being done at all. I, I don't see any kind of legal movement on this, no restraining orders or anything like that. And that's that's why I hate the fact that I got to talk about Kardashians, but this is common sense. You're seeing everyone laughing about it on social media. It's not funny at all. It's dangerous. That's what it is. And nobody should be out there threatening people. It, it's, it's wild to me that we just go, we're like, oh, it's Kanye. And oh, he's a musical genius, which he isn't. I, I don't think he's a musical genius at all. Have you, have you heard his fucking music? Okay, maybe that stronger song, like back before he went super crazy like that was okay like but outside of that and that one's really only okay when you're getting ready for like a game or a race and that's the only reason i know it because i'd race in triathlons be like oh let's get this one going you know kind of in my mix but outside of that i don't need any kanye in my life whatsoever and just again imagine how this goes for non-celebs and then think about how it goes for celebrities we were talking about britney spears for years and how she shouldn't have a conservatorship so is that only for women it seems to me like Kanye's doing some crazy shit right now that should maybe require him having a conservator. But no, we ignore it. He goes and does his I'm all dressed in white Sunday service bullshit. It's ridiculous. Stop glorifying the man. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and you know question what his motivations are or anything like does he have... Whatever it is, it needs to stop. There's no excuse for what's going on. It's harassment, plain and simple. And it's being paraded all over social media, and that's why we're talking about it in digital trends. All right, we got a hashtag floating around. And honestly, I don't even know the exact details on this, because every time I see one of these, I'm just like, oh, yep, that makes sense. She said something stupid again. Uh, that'd be hashtag JK doesn't speak for me. It really is one thing after another. Uh, and, and I don't know what the specific one was, but every time I'm like, how? And I understand there's a whole generation that loves Harry Potter. In fact... 
behind me on my bookshelf. I am not a Harry Potter fan. My wife was a Harry Potter fan. I, I've got all these big-ass hardcover books back there. Every time J.K. Rowling does something stupid, I'm like, ooh, is this? I never get rid of them. And I, I don't even, I don't even, I'm not like, why do we have these? It's more like, okay, <laughs> what a bigoted asshole. Can we, can we be done with this? One thing after another. So, uh... I'm not sure exactly what it was this time, but I can agree and say that uh, hashtag JK does not speak for me. I'm positive of that without even knowing exactly what she did this time around. All right, I want to talk one more thing here in digital trends. It is the trend of beating a trend or a meme or any of those things to death. This one's only been around like less than a week. Uh, so the, the, the new Disney Plus series, like the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, I'm... I'm so far behind on this stuff. I enjoy them, but I'm so far behind. So a trailer came out. So I don't even think the show's out on Disney Plus yet. And there's a scene where, you've pro and you've probably seen these, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, Ewan McGregor, is, is holding up binoculars and then looking without the binoculars. This thing, maybe the trailer was, has been out four or five days. Every, like, third, fourth post on any social platform I go on is some silly meme with those binoculars. Like I said, you've probably seen it. And yes, sure, some of them are clever. But if you, it, I, it always kind of makes me wonder, like, did someone see this 50 times over the course of 30 minutes in their stream and they're like, I'm going to make one too. Like, you're beating it to death. <laughs> like, once or twice is funny. When it's that much, it's just being beaten to death. And <laughs> we got to stop doing this with memes. It's always something. Memes and, you know, GIFs and... When it's the same damn thing over and over again. It gets tiresome. It's not funny at that point. But we're just yet another meme that we are beating to death. And, pro is, and we, I'm sure we're in for like months more of this. You see so many of the same damn memes. All right, let's talk about some COVID updates. It has officially been two years. Now, depending what country you're listening from, you might have been on lockdown uh, prior to this. But as of uh, really today... Uh, like tonight, tomorrow, March 13th, 14th, right in that area of 2020, uh, that's when a lot of the U.S. went on lockdown. So we are officially two years removed from that, that initial lockdown uh, that we supposedly had. And I remember waking up that first morning and being like, it's going to be silent. No, I look at my, every, every people running around and, you know, and, and who knows if that truly did cause it to, to last longer, whatever. Here in the U.S., we were never truly in a lockdown. It, just, it was not the case. Some people were. I didn't leave my property for like a year. And I, I'm not saying that because I'm better than it. That, but not everyone was doing that. And of course, people. there's some people that had to go to work. There's essential workers. I get it. But it's interesting to look back and see two years of this and, and how much in that first like two weeks to a month, people weren't taking it seriously. And then a lot of people continued to not take it seriously. But then as we saw what was happening... People took it more and more seriously, and here we are uh, two years later. Um, and I will say, now we're lifting all these mandates and everything else, and COVID's done, we're uh, COVID fatigue and, and everything else. It's amazing. Um, it's not done yet. In fact, we just got news that uh, former President Barack Obama is now positive with COVID. Uh, seems to be doing okay. Uh, not a lot of symptoms, but he, he has COVID. <laughs> I'm not laughing because he has COVID. I'm laughing because we're like, oh, yeah, COVID's done. We're done. Former president with COVID, you, you know, and 
fortunately for him, he's got the best best health care possible. But even a guy who's probably pretty cautious and protected well, uh, he's catching it. And then on top of that, we're still seeing it rolling around the music scene uh, because, and I'm going to talk more about uh, night four of this, but uh, Pennywise was doing their five nights down there at Garden Amp. Uh, the adolescents were supposed to play with them on Friday. They had to switch that out because someone with the adolescents was positive for COVID. So they had to put TSOL in there instead, which was like a set. I think they played one of the other nights too. So it's it's not over. It is not over yet. Um, let's continue. Let's continue to to be cautious. And here's a great example of, uh, so, and I'm not going to name names, but here's a great example of, and then people cheering them on. Uh, someone just doesn't care. I had someone that I don't know well, but they had posted about having to fly on an airplane. And so to avoid having to put on a mask, they pretended they were asleep so that they wouldn't get bothered by a flight attendant. And they felt so proud of themselves. And it was funny because I was like, please tell me somebody's going to be like, why? Nope. Most of the comments like, oh, good for you. Wow. I'm going to try that. It's like, just put on the fucking mask. You're on a plane. But yeah, let's let's skirt the system and, and avoid wearing a mask to keep yourself and others safe. It's absolutely astounding to me. And then they're like, <laughs> I imagine like a Beavis and Butthead laugh when they're like, when the flight attendant comes by and doesn't notice that they're not wearing a mask. Like, really? That's how much you care about other people is you can't even wear a mask on an airplane. Get over it. I want to remind you of the Canadian women's hockey team that wore a mask for an entire game. They all wore masks. You ever ice skated? That shit's rough. It is not easy. It takes it out of you. Wear your masks. And I know that taking away masks, no, I'm still wearing them inside. That's I'm inside crowds. And, nope, I am wearing a mask, especially right now. I got to take a serious trip this weekend. And if I get sick with COVID, that's going to screw up a lot of things for me. So I'm not risking it. Uh, but just have some damn compassion. Like, we, we lack so much of that uh, in, this, in the whole world. But God, especially in, in the U.S., like, we just, people just don't care. They only care about themselves. We're so selfish. And I'm guilty of it too. But I can wear a piece of cloth to, to help my, my fellow community. It's not that big a deal. I will say something I was reminded of uh, with this two years thing is because March 14th, 2020 uh, was, the, was the last time I paid for a haircut. So I like to bring up positive things. You know, I quit smoking. I lost some weight. Uh... What, I quit biting my nail. Like, good things have come out of COVID from either I had to be cautious or I just wasn't able to get certain. There have been some good things. And this is one of them. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, don't go pay to get a haircut. I'm all for going to salons and stuff. And and uh, But the interesting thing is, I was like, it's been a two, full two years. So I used to go once a month uh, right near my house. I've been, I was going there for a couple years. I was going elsewhere before that and elsewhere. Uh, and I was paying like about $60 a month with tip uh, for a haircut, 60 bucks a month, 60 times 12 times two. It's quite a bit of money. <laughs> so I was thinking about that the other day and went, oh, dang. And now, obviously, I get my hair cut. But as I've mentioned previously, like, oh, gosh, I think when we were first doing Common Sense Sundays, uh, when COVID hit, I had gotten a haircut right as it was hitting, right as it was going to lock down. A very small salon. I, I knew them well. I was not worried about getting it there, and it was the very beginning. Uh, and then after, like, two months of after that, I was like, I need a haircut. Ordered a set of clippers. You get a set of high-quality clippers for, like, 100 bucks, and you can cut your own hair. Now, not everyone can do that. 
Uh, my wife, she'll go get her haircut. We have a friend who's actually, when COVID was going crazy, she created an outdoor salon for herself. So she was able to do those things. Now, I'm not saying it's for everybody, but it works well for me. Uh, in fact, I, I cut my hair like every two weeks now. I just My wife like, done. It, it takes like five minutes. It's fantastic. Again, I I'm, I'm, wouldn't chide anyone for going to a barber or a salon, but works well for me. And then I did a little math and went, oh, that's quite a bit of money. Quite a bit of money. All right, let's talk about some mental health. I I didn't have anything crazy this week, uh, but as I was kind of mulling it around in my head, um, I came to a certain conclusion that, of course, nothing's ever a fix for mental health or mental illness, uh, but something that we can kind of lean on and look to for inspiration. Um, and this all kind of was spawned, and I've always said this, you know, I'm sure I've said it on, on podcasts and episodes and everything else, uh, but it was definitely spawned from the viral video of the young girl in a in a bomb shelter, or either bomb shelter subway, in a shelter in Ukraine, uh, where she's singing uh, the song Let It Go from Frozen. And here's the thing, I'll be honest, I haven't actually watched the video, but I know how it, because I, I know it'll break my heart. Uh, as somebody who has dealt with mental illness, uh, serious mental illness for a very long time, you you learn what can be an easy trigger for you, and you tend to avoid those things. There's things that I love, but I don't watch or listen to because I know where it can send my mind sometimes. But the point of it all is the innocence of children, the innocence and the power that children have. Because here's the thing. As adults, we you as you grow up, you mature, you, you just kind of add stresses and problems and everything else, and you become, um, what's the word? Oh, I'm, it's going to come to me. And, you know, but you, you become numb to those things, and, and uh, you, know, you become a little bit of a curmudgeon. I guess cynical, that's the word I'm looking for. See, if I just start throwing words out there, I can remember what, what the hell I'm trying to talk about. I become a little cynical. But I think we can learn from children and see where they are deriving joy. Think about the simple things uh, that children see, and it becomes the greatest thing they've ever seen. That is so rare for adults. And I'm not saying you need to completely make yourself like a child, but th- put yourself in that mindset sometimes. Something as simple as a, as a hike, you know, something, something new that you've discovered that you enjoy. Try to look at those things through the eyes of a child. I think I've talked about this like when it comes to holidays and stuff. It's so stressful and everything else. Kids don't have that stress. They just want to have fun. And of course, it's not always fun and games. Right now, we do need to be serious about what's going on in the world. But when it starts to drag you so far down, remember yourself as a kid or look at other kids out there and see the joy that they are finding in things. This poor girl, her entire life just crumbled around her. And she's singing in a bomb shelter. We need more of that. And I think as adults, we can all at least learn a little bit from that. Find that joy. Release grudges. That's the thing. Kid, my, kid, my kid always cracks me up. She'll come home from school and be like, oh, such and such is my best friend. I'm like, oh, that's great. And then two days later, oh, such and we're not talking right now. And then two days later, oh, such and such is my best friend. Kids, you know, they're not holding grudges. They're not, they're not looking at things through through a cynical lens the way we do as adults. And again, it's not going to fix your mental health. It's not going to fix your mental illness at all. 
but it can help you when you're in those moments where you feel so down and so so just off balance from how you want to feel. Look to kids. We can all learn from them. It's very important to do that. And even if you don't have a kid in your house, I have a kid in my home. It's like easy. I just If I'm down, I just go and sit and she's playing Barbies. And they're like, all right, let's play Barbies for a while. Get the mind off of it. But even if you don't have kids, you just, you probably have friends with kids. You can see, I'm not saying go search for videos of kids. That's, it's kind of like when I was working at Disney and they have a, uh, there's a museum somewhere. I can't remember where it is. It's been so long now. And I, the stuff I used to have to Google when I was at Disney because I was doing marketing for kids. And there's a museum called something like Touch Kids Museum. And don't quote me on it, but it's something ridiculous like that. And it's because it's a museum with interactive stuff that kids can touch. And I was like, great, I'm Googling kids touch. So don't do that, but look to those things. They can help you, even if it's just a little bit. If it's, if it's a little bit of help, it brightens your day a little bit, then that's well worth it. And we can all, all learn from that. And in fact, in positive news is something else we can learn from, from youth, uh, really all around the world, but specifically in this country. Uh, so the, the don't say gay bill down there in Florida, I've been, I don't even want to say I'm surprised. I've just been pleased because so many students in Florida have been walking out of class and protesting this don't say gay bill. Passionately protesting it. And the reason this is, and this is a horrible situation. We all know that. I'm going to talk about Disney here shortly. But the reason this is great is because we can look to the youth and have a little bit of faith that maybe our world, and especially our country here in the United States, because we're just so filled with hate right now and, and backwards thinking. Between Texas and Florida and other places, it's just, it's just gross. It really is. But here we, we have a whole other generation that is fighting against these things. So it gives me hope. It gives me hope for my kid, my friends' kids, my, my relatives' kids, all of them. Maybe we can make this world a little better. And good on you, all those students down there in Florida, making your voice heard. And maybe in a few years, when more and more and more of them get to vote, we can make some positive changes in a state where they're not treating everyone with equal respect. So from a horrible situation, a little bit of positive news, I guess you could say. All right, parenting. Uh, I got to give my kids some serious credit because uh, especially in, in our house, you know, uh, I worked for Disney for a long now, not, not parks, but I, I worked in events and, and, and uh, marketing and, and those kinds of things. And then my wife works in um, uh, theme park design, experiential design, stuff like that. Uh, so my child kind of knows the, the term uh, animatronic, animatronic, you know, like at uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and that kind of stuff. Something came up the other day, and she, and as often kids do, she was mispronouncing it, and she said animal electronic. And I was like, wait a minute. That actually might be a better term. Uh, so now I find myself using it, uh, animal electronic, especially when it's concerning animals. And I think that might be where it came from because I think she'd seen some an animatronic animals. So that's what she put together. Uh, but then, of course, at the same time, most five-year-olds uh, think that they're smarter than everyone around them. And that's one of my favorite instances is recently I'm walking my kid home from school and she's asking about a dinosaur movie. And she's like, there's a dinosaur movie called The Last One. It's coming out soon. The Last One. I was like, 
I, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, I think you're talking about the new Jurassic Park. And so my marketing mind and my film mind <laughs> went, it's like, oh yeah, no, there, there was an ad and it said the last one. It's like, okay, all right, sweetheart. The, it's not, it's called Jurassic Park or whatever, you know, whatever. The, it's not the last one. No, it is the last one. It's, I swear it's the last one. And, I, and I just, I'm, I'm like, okay. And she's arguing vehemently with me. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, I don't think there's ever been a film called the last one having to do with dinosaurs. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. And I eventually I had to be like, okay, um, well, I have a film degree. <laughs> you go to pre-kindergarten. Who do you think's right here? <laughs> that's the other thing is she, uh, she's she's taken to arguing names for dance moves uh, from her tap class and ballet class, uh, as well as um, cr- correct words and pronunciations with my wife. She's been doing this lately. <laughs> she did that the other day, and I was like, uh, yeah. Mommy has a little more dance experience than you. She did it for years. And, oh, yes, she has a degree in linguistics. So I think she understands words. Uh, but five-year-olds, they're a joy. You just got to know that uh, they, they know more than you. And I assume it's only going to get worse from here. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we, did a, we did a little Girl Scout cookie lemonade stand in finger quotes because that's what they call it. You can, you know, and you've all been to the grocery store and you see there's Girl Scouts selling Girl Scout cookies, you know. Um, I used to, I'm always a sucker for it. I used to get bit by that one anytime. If I'm walking out of Vons and there's there's kids there selling Girl Scout cookies, I'm like, all right, give me at least one box. You know, especially if I've got cash in my pocket. It's like, got to have some Girl Scout cookies. Uh, so we did a little lemonade stand uh, at our house, actually, yesterday and today. Um, it's And that, that was a lesson for my five-year-old. It's not easy. She's out there for five minutes. She goes, nobody's coming to buy cookies. <laughs> yeah, well, this isn't like an advertised sale, kid. <laughs> so nothing yesterday. Didn't sell a box. Today she's frustrated and we're like, all right, just set up. Because that's the thing, too. We're just we're hanging out in our front yard. It's like, hey, there's a Girl Scout cookies. You want to be walking by and buy some Girl Scout cookies? Disappointed again. Now, luckily, we had some friends uh, come by and pick up a couple boxes. So I think that salvaged the day. Uh, but for those of you not aware, today is the last day of Girl Scout cookie sales. It's all done for the season. I've still got boxes of them here that now I'm stuck with. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm, t- I'm gonna tell my wife to hide them and just keep them out of my sight because I will open a sleeve of Stin Mints and five minutes later that sleeve will be gone. Uh, and that's, I kind of forgot about this part from when I was a kid. We so we did a my kids' school had a fundraiser uh, earlier in the year, which was always which was extra funny because it's Pacific fundraisers. Shout out to Pacific fundraisers. It's it's funny because I used to work with them. Uh, when I was a full-time DJ, I worked very closely with them. Uh, and then we had Girl Scout cookies. And then, sure enough, like right as we're finishing up Girl Scout cookies, the school's like, oh yeah, we're doing another fundraiser. I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. And I have no problem with like, okay, just throw it out there. Here's the thing is, and this, and I remember this from when I was a kid. What they do is they show all the kids, they're like, if you sell five boxes of cookies or whatever it might be, you get this prize, but if you sell 10, you get this prize. And so, of course, my five-year-old's like, I want to have this prize, this prize. And I turned to my wife, like, uh, the night we'd gotten all the info on it, came home from school, and I was like, I, was like I, I have no problem supporting the school. And she even said at one point, she's like, can we just cut a check to the school and be like, we, our friends don't want to buy any more gummy bears and, and popcorn and stuff. Like, we, we just, it's enough sweets. You're going to give everyone we know diabetes. And so she's like, can we just kind of check? And I was like, yeah. And I'm pretty sure I could go on Amazon, look at this list of prices, and just kind of do a little quick order, order, order. Up, oh, here's all your prizes. 
I call it a day because they're never expensive prizes. But they get paraded out in front of the kids, and the kids are like, I gotta have that. Oh, have the prizes. Admit it, you were all guilty of it too. I did. I sold, I sold the hell out of some magazines when I was a kid. Magazine subscriptions? Like crazy. Because I, I needed those prizes. Now I look back, I'm like, I don't remember a single one of those prizes. I don't know what the hell it was. You weren't getting like a car or anything. It was like you know, silly little things. Like On the last fundraiser, my kid got a, a disappearing coin trick. I think that thing cost like 20 cents at a magic shop. Like, great. Again, I want to support the school financially. Like, I have no problem with that. It's just we're, you get roped into this, and it's like, we just finished selling Girl Scout. I got to sell more stuff, and I can't. I can't. I really feel for all you parents out there that have, like, a elementary, middle school, and high schooler, because then you probably just got, it's probably just nine months of fundraisers from your schools. That's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Oh, man. All right, we're going to do a... Uh, we're going to do a full recap on last night's show, but I had to put this in parenting because I've talked about this before, and that would be kids in the pit, specifically kids in the circle pit. Now, if you remember a few years ago, I talked about, uh, and this was one of the best instances I'd seen. There was a couple of, I assume dads, but a couple of guys with kids on their shoulders uh, at, a, at a festival that had rancid playing. And there was a circle pit, but it was very polite. It was different. It was more dancing, and everyone was fully respecting the kids on the shoulders. You need to know when it's appropriate to have a kid in the pit, especially a circle pit. For those of you not aware, like the pit is the area in front of the stage. So people, you can get crushed in there and everything else. A circle pit is when everyone starts going in a circle. That's what happens. It gets a little more hectic in those. I'm, I'm not often in the middle of those at larger shows. Last night, uh, Pennywise, in a smaller area, not a festival situation, but an amphitheater with a very small pit is not the place to take your kid. And this was, I'm sitting in the seats of the amphitheater for Pennywise, because as I've said many times before, I don't get in a Pennywise pit in Orange County. That is not safe. I mean, have fun. Go down there. My good friend Adam and Aunt, friends Adam and Andy were down there. They're right at the rail. Go for it. I don't, I don't have that in me anymore, even to, especially at this age. So we're, I'm sitting in the chairs, and I'm sitting with... Uh, with my friends Jen, Rachel, and Rachel's husband, Brad, who's on the other side of her. So the three of us, parents, and then Jen, who's not a parent but knows children very well, like has been around children, we see that there's like a, a, a I assume, father with a young girl on his shoulders. The girl's probably three, I want to say, and has the headphones on, very smart. I mean, that's what we do with my kid when we go to a show. And they're sitting there in the front, and we're all of us are kind of like, oh, look, that's so cute. But then at one point, and I could see the wide eyes like, Obviously not of myself, but on the other three people I'm sitting with, they make their way into the circle pit. And they start going around the circle pit. And you could see the kid not getting punched or anything, but the kid is just like holding on for dear life and it's getting wild down there and they're getting pushed around. And, and all three of us, all four of us just like jaws were like, that is not good. We're all kind of like, whoa, get the kid, get the kid out of the pit, get the kid out of the pit. And then sure enough, two minutes later, they get out of the pit and they got to walk up the stairs, and you could see this kid did not, did not enjoy being in that pit at all. At all. So be smart as parents. I love seeing kids at shows like this. I absolutely love it. I take my kid to shows. But you have to know kind of their limit and what they're going to enjoy because there's a decent chance that kid is never going to want to go to a show again because of that terrible experience. And the safety of your kids needs to be the number one priority, not getting into the pit. Be smart. I was, I was just dumb. I was like, holy crap. 
And all of us, sounds like it, it, so it was not just me. All of us were like, no, 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 get that kid out of there. Ah, do better, parents. Jeez. All right, let's get into some common sense. Disney, Florida, and good old Chapek there. So Chapek, the CEO of Disney, finally came out because and there was a huge uproar. Uh, I worked for Disney for eight years. I know a lot of people that used to work for Disney. I know a lot of people that still work for Disney. I know a lot of people that work with Disney, like not employees of Disney, but contract all kinds. Huge uproar, as I mentioned before. They're, they come across as very friendly uh, to to uh, same-sex couples and all those things. They're very compassionate toward it. Very large part of the, uh, the, the employee population there uh, would, would fall into that category. So huge uproar. Well, Chapek finally came and spoke out, and he said he's going to give, he's going to meet with DeSantis. I don't know what the hell that's going to do. He's also giving $5 million, $5 million. Uh, That is a drop in the bucket for a studio that usually has like a $150 million film budget for silly films. Uh, And is going to put that money toward uh, LGBTQ uh, programs down there in Florida. And everyone's like, yay, finally, uh, JPEG, ah, you did something. Uh-uh-uh. A lot of people pointed out, like, first of all, the $5 million is a drop in the bucket. What are you going to get out of meeting with DeSantis? Nothing. He did say they're going to stop giving money uh, to the conservative lawmakers down there in Florida, uh, political donations to the conservative lawmakers that helped pass this law. Here's the important thing. He did all of this after, after the law passed. He could have done it beforehand, and it might have made a difference, but instead he waited until after the law passed and is still moving a bunch of people down there to Florida, put pumping money into the state of Florida. So come on. Don't applaud this man. Don't applaud this company. It, it is all just lip service at that point because he didn't do anything. You could have pulled that money from those lawmakers before they voted, and maybe they would have thought about it. Too little, too late, Chapek. Unbelievable. I can't. And see, I've seen behind the curtain. People have worked for Disney. And I'm like, Disney can be so great in many ways. I, I honeymooned at a Disney resort in Hawaii after I had worked at Disney because there is a lot to be said about the Disney service, the Disney way. However, the true Disney way is the bottom line. That's all it is. All right, here we are. I'm going to do it again. I told you I was going to do it multiple times in this podcast. I'm going to talk about Kim Kardashian. She was trending all over, and that's why this is common sense right now. She did some kind of interview. I think it was an interview. I don't care enough to look into these things, but I did see the quote from the interview and then was happy to see that she was getting a little bit put in her place over all this stuff, but it was work advice. Hmm, work advice. Yeah, think about that. And she said, you got to get on, you got to get up what was it? Get your ass up and get to work or something like that. But it get the get your ass up was was definitely part of it. Um, and so she talked about work ethic. You got to work hard to get to get where you are. It's, it's, it's very Trumpian. <laughs> like if you ask me, it's very Trumpian. It's like, oh, I'm I'm the smartest guy in the world. Like, but are you? I work so hard. Did you? Did you? Let's think about that. I will say I love the get your ass up because she, to get to where she is, let me preface this with, I have no problem with, with sex work. 
I think it should be legal. It's not for me, but I think it should be totally legal. Do you? However, let's not praise the work ethic of someone eh, ethic of someone who literally did get her ass up and in the face of Ray J uh, for an orchestrated sex tape uh, that then propelled her into reality television where she exploited uh, the rest of her family for ratings. Born into wealth. Made a sex tape. That's not hard work, Kim. Not hard work. Honestly, the thing doing the most hard work in your entire corporation and brand and everything else, uh, that would be Photoshop. So yes, you do need to work hard. Everyone should. But I can't stand when hypocrites give us advice like that. And I don't want to see that anymore. And hopefully I'm not going to be talking about the fucking Kardashians anymore. Jesus. I got to get me one of those kill the Kardashians shirts. I don't want to kill them though. That's the thing. It's like, it's a, it's a little extreme. Let's just, can we just not have them on like entertain and in entertainment anymore? That'd be great. All right. This one really got me this week. I'm going to talk a little bit of sports again, but this has this has nothing to do with sports outside of the fact that this NBA basketball player, uh, Russell Westbrook, has been having a horrible season. He's not playing well <laughs> at all. In fact, there's probably some high school players you could go put in his place and they would probably get a, do, do a little better in some of those games. Well, he's gotten a little bit upset, uptight, uh, with the backlash he has gotten. Now, I want to unpack this for a sec. There have been more, and this is something that's happened for a long, long, long time. Ask Bill Buckner, formerly of the Boston Red Sox. Things like death threats over something as trivial as sports, you know? And there has been word that he and his wife have gotten death threats. Now, that kind of stuff should never happen. There should never be any kind of death threats for anything, especially something as inconsequential as a game. A game. Here's the thing that pissed me off about this. Genuinely pissed me off. I was upset the other day. I was going to try to find a shirt with this on it. Uh, so people, his name is Westbrook, Russell Westbrook. People have come to calling him West Brick. Brick is a term used for like a ter- when you take a terrible shot in basketball. Oh, you bricked it. So brick, West Brick. He came out talking about how his name is so important and this is making fun of his name and everything else and he's embarrassed for his kids and all this other stuff. As soon as I heard some of this, I went, you've got to be kidding me. You have to be kidding me. Your last name is Westbrook. There are millions, millions of adults and children who would like to have a word with you on that one, Westbrook. Westbrick. Because your name ain't even that easy to do something with. And this is based on your basketball play. You have to have thicker skin as as a professional athlete. My name is Sean O'Rourke. Figure out where you can go with that one. And then see how upset you should be about Westbrook, West Brick, and how embarrassed you should be. There was an entire Seinfeld episode <laughs> where he's dating someone named Dolores. Give me a fucking break. He's being paid $40 million this season. $40 million. You could pay me $40 million. I will stand on a basketball court and you can use the the insulting not pronunciation, but what you can do with my last name. You can you can sit there and yell that at me for 48 minutes, just right in my face. I will take the $40 million. 
Give me a break. Absolutely amazing. But, oh, don't, oh, don't insult my name. Shut up. Unbelievable. Oh, actually, I have some more sports. We're just, like, sported out this week. Uh, Brittany Griner. There is a uh, WNBA player, Brittany Griner, women's basketball player. Uh, and to give you some context on this, women, professional women's basketball players in this country, they do not make a lot of money. So what they do is a lot of them go and they play overseas where they can make money during the uh, WNBA offseason. And so what happened was she was in Russia uh, playing basketball. And before you start saying it, because this happened, people were like, what's she doing in Russia? The news came out after the invasion of Ukraine, but she had actually been, had this problem in Russia for over a month. Now, she was arrest, arrested in Russia uh, for being in possession of a vape cartridge. We all know what the vape cartridges are, and they said it was hash oil, which is very illegal in Russia. I'm not going to sit here and say she that's BS. She did something illegal in Russia. I totally get it. She probably should have known better. We can sit here and be like, that's ridiculous, because... It's legal in this country, but she should have known better. Here's what gets me on this. And luckily, people are speaking up about this. She's been in jail there for like two months, and nobody's really doing anything. And that's the thing is, people could say, well, that's that's the situation she put herself in and all this other stuff. And then, of course, there are people who have said, well, if it was a men's professional basketball player, she would have been, they would have been out of there already. And I pointed out, because I talked about this a couple years ago on this podcast, wouldn't even have to be a professional men's player. Could have been a college men's player. Because we had an instance a few years ago with UCLA in China, and a couple of their players decided to steal sunglasses. So steal sunglasses. Theft. Something that is also illegal in this country. We had the then President Orange Menace speaking out for them. And everything possible was, was done to get them freed and brought back to the United States. This is twofold. I guarantee it is because she is a female. And second of all, it's because it's Russia. So, all my thoughts are with Brittany Griner. I hope she gets back over here uh, sooner rather than later. Talking about the difference between men and women. So Brittany Griner's got to go play in Russia for a few months every year because they make nothing to play in the, the WNBA. Uh, but then, of course, we have college football coaches. College, not even professional. College football coaches. The newest college football coach here in Southern California. Uh, not only in Southern California, but for the University of Southern California. Lincoln Riley. Uh, just news just came out and pictures and all this ridiculousness about his $17 million waterfront mansion featuring like 5,600 bathrooms and 5,200 bedrooms, something like that. Like, and this, I'm, I'm obviously exaggerating, but it was something like 10 fireplaces. Somebody on the radio was like, you live in Los Angeles. Why the hell do you need 10 fireplaces? Like one, okay, maybe two, 10, calm yourself. $17 million mansion. College football coaches get rich. College football players get nothing. You can't tell me that there's no money when you can afford to pay coaches that much. Here's the bottom line. Common sense says pay the players. Not just this name, image, likeness stuff. Pay the players. A lot of these are nonprofit schools. Pay the players. Every sport. Instead, And then, oh no, what, what, what will we do then? Lincoln Riley's going to have to have a $12 million mansion. Oh God. 
Unbelievable. Oh, we're getting this gas price increase. I want to bring this up right now because I'm still seeing a lot of this and people like those Biden stickers. And I was in Orange County last night and saw one of them Biden stickers. Of course, it was not on a gas pump because people don't understand what the meaning of the sticker is down there, I guess. I don't know. Nothing against Orange County. The smart people that live down there. Lots of stuff against the people that walk around waving Trump flags and stuff. And I digress. Gas price increases. Here's the thing. I've talked about this before. Biden doesn't set the gas prices. And for those of you that think Biden sets the gas prices, I would like to point out two different things. Uh, gas prices have gone up worldwide, including in the UK. So I'm really curious who decided that Biden could go ahead and set the gas prices in the UK because he's the president of the United States, not the prime minister of, you know, <laughs> should be easy to I mean, black and white, common sense. It's going up everywhere. It's not Biden's fault. <laughs> it's not Biden's fault at all. Here's the other thing, and I encourage you to do some of your own research because I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. Uh, in 2008, gas was running about $4 and change, and barrels of oil were actually, at that time, were actually like $20 or $40 more than barrels of oil cost right now. <laughs> it's right there. It's right there. And you can say, oh, cost everything else. Well, then raise minimum, minimum wage didn't get raised. Let's think about these things. All right, one more thing here in common sense. I'm getting tired. My voice is starting to go out more. Then we'll get through some of this entertainment news and call it a day. Uh, McDonald's, Coke, and others have pulled their Russian biz. Now, it was definitely important to talk about this. I talked about McDonald's last week and the whole boycott McDonald's and everything else. Uh, now, the interesting thing is Russia apparently, and I encourage you, to, if, you if you're interested, to do you know, further research on this. Uh, apparently, there may be some McDonald's that are going to continue to function because they don't care about their contracts with U.S. companies. So they're just, you know, it's still going to be open or whatever. Uh, I'm hearing some of that. Uh, and on top of that, no more oil from Russia. Uh, Biden ceased all uh, oil purchases from Russia. So so they're losing that as well. There's lots, lots and lots of things. I'm hoping that all of this starts to make a difference and they get their asses out of Ukraine because uh, it's it's getting to be ridiculous. Absolutely. We had a journalist. Um, I think we've had a few, but we had an American journalist uh, who was killed, uh, I think, yesterday in the Ukraine. All right, let's talk some entertainment news, and then we're going to call it a day for episode 73. Uh, what I'm listening to this week, sorry, Paul, it is not one from your list. I'm working my way through them. Uh, but I wanted to give this band some love. The Von Traps. Tramps. Traps. I haven't even, it's been forever since I've seen Sound of Music. I still want Von Tramps, not the Sound of Music family or whatever. Uh, the Von Tramps, they are a band out of Minneapolis. They were formed in 2015. Uh, they actually worked their way up through the underground scene there in the Midwest. I've mentioned them before. I had the pleasure of seeing them uh, open for the Half Past Two record release back in November. Uh, and they just put out a new album. It just dropped the other day. The album is called Go. Uh, I have listened to a couple songs off it. Highly recommend it. Uh, it is it's very it's melodic ska, not as horn heavy as a lot of ska, but it does have the horns in there and is absolutely ska music. Uh, very talented band. I enjoy their music. They are also on tour with the Dolly Rots right now. Uh, I was a little disappointed that that tour was not making its way to the West Coast. They are literally in the Midwest right now, and they're not coming far enough west for me to catch it because I do also very much love the Dolly Rots. Uh, that would be a fun fun tour to catch. So if you're in the Midwest, look up uh, the the Von Tramps. Or Dolly Rot, see if you can catch that concert. No matter where you are, uh, check out the Von Tramps, especially their new album, Go, which uh, I believe was re released Friday. It just came, just came out in the past few days. So it should be Friday. That's usual music release day. Uh, 
All right. Uh, I want to take a moment and say a little RIP, rest in peace to Emilio Delgado. If you haven't heard about this, it was so ridiculous. Like I've, who would have ever thought a, a tweet from a Muppet on Sesame Street would, would make me tear up a little bit? Uh, but sure enough, Elmo, and we know it's not Elmo tweeting, but Elmo tweeting made me tear up a little bit. Emilio Delgado was Luis on Sesame Street. Now, he hasn't been on Sesame Street for a while, uh, but depending on your age, you know, if you're watching Sesame Street in the 80s and probably even the 90s, but in the 80s, uh, you, you remember him. He was, he was Luis on, uh, on Sesame Street. He just passed away recently, uh, unfortunately. Seems like it was somewhat sudden. Wasn't, uh, I didn't look at details on it, uh, but this was one of those, you know, as a huge Muppet fan growing up on Sesame Street, uh, he worked closely with Frank Oz, uh, and obviously Elmo was a fan of, of Luis uh, because he, he put out his condolences as well. Elmo did, tweeted him out. Uh, so, so, what's it? Hail, hail fellow, well met, and thank you uh, for helping to shape my childhood because Sesame Street was, was a mainstay uh, when I was a kid, and it is now for, for my kid. She loves, loves Sesame Street. I've uh, been watching a new show, which is actually not a new show, but it's going to, to lead me to my next recommendation. Uh, so, well, one new show, then a not new show, and then another new show. Uh, so I found this show, Vikings Valhalla, on Netflix, and it, it popped up one day because it was like top ten, and it was a recommendation, and I was like, oh, this is great. And my wife teases me because literally she comes out when I just started watching it, uh, and the kid's asleep, and she came out of where, whatever she was doing. She's like, do you just go on Netflix and type in, like, Pirates Boats? king arthur and like see what comes up and i was like maybe uh no but it actually came up because it was like top 10 in the u.s or worldwide whatever it was so i started watching it was great i i enjoy viking stuff i enjoy uh arthurian legend you know all that kind of stuff really love it and uh so i thoroughly enjoyed the show highly recommended if you haven't seen it um now i then learned that it was uh, not a sequel to but kind of an offshoot of the show Vikings, which I'd heard of. It's a history show uh, on History Channel, or was, and now you can find it on a Hulu. So I was like, and I'd heard of it but never got around to watching it, so I was like, oh, I guess I'll watch this now. So now I find myself watching Vikings, because uh, Vikings Valhalla was like 10 episodes. It was very quick. Uh, I think there will be more coming eventually, so if you're interested, check those out. Uh, but then, of course, one of my favorites uh, just came back this past week, uh, very also along the same vein as Vikings, and that would be The Last Kingdom. Uh, so check out The Last Kingdom. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but not 100% positive on that. Uh, but check them out. Or check that show out as well. It's on Netflix. It was originally a BBC show, and now it's a Netflix original. And this is the final season of it. It's the fifth season. Uh, so either if you've been watching it, it's out now and available for you. If you haven't watched any of it, go back to the beginning. Check out Last Kingdom. Highly, highly recommend that one. Uh, Chaser and Pennywise recap. I had the pleasure of seeing Chaser and Pennywise uh, along with Authority Zero. And, uh, oh my gosh, who else did I see last? I'm, uh, good riddance. <laughs> These all just blend together for me. Uh, down there at Garden Amp. I love Garden, Garden Grove Amphitheater. Uh, not only because it's outside, it's just a, it's just a cool venue to hang out at. They got a little bit of food there, which helped because I actually ate last night. I had to get down there early enough. Uh, I might have been, <laughs> might have been sharing some pizza, pizza with the Chaser merch people, uh, as well as picking up some, some chicken and french fries there. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a great venue. And I know I talk about them a lot. I cannot recommend Chaser enough. Fantastic music, and they put on such a good live show. If you haven't had the pleasure of seeing them, make sure you're checking out Chaser. Uh, and I will say, 
Authority Zero, they always put on a great show. Jason DeVore is a, is a fantastic vocalist. Um, and Good Riddance, they always do a fantastic job. And Pennywise, uh, they played their, their full circle album in full, uh, which is always really funny because... So they were playing five albums over the course of two, five days, two weekends. And, uh, and they were joking about it. And I was, you always kind of laugh. You're like, ah, maybe you should have rehearsed. But it, it's like, no, no, you guys had to... Like, Full Circle came out in the 90s. <laughs> it's like, you guys, I mean, uh, some obvious songs, you know, Bro Hymns on there, and they do a Bro Hymn. They don't have to practice that because they do it every five minutes at their shows, but lots of songs that they, you know. And I'm not a huge Pennywise fan. I enjoy them, uh, but I'm not a huge fan the way a lot of people are. Uh, but it was definitely a fun show. I had the privilege of seeing lots of friends. It just seemed like every, I just, I would turn, like, hey, I'd turn, hey, uh, and I, I won't call anyone out on who I shared it with, but uh, I felt my youth coming back to me by having a, a, a parking lot beer. For those of you familiar with the scene, you know what that is. I had a little parking lot beer before I went into the venue, so that was nice. I felt very young. I was like, ooh, I feel 18 again. Until I got in there and my knees started hurting. I was like, I am not 18 anymore. <laughs> uh, so that was a fun show. Looking forward to it. Or was looking forward to it, and it, it definitely uh, delivered. Uh, Punk and Drublick, Arizona. If you're going to be hitting that one up out there in Mesa, Arizona this week, it did move again to uh, Bell Bank Park. It's like a sports complex out there in Mesa. Uh, but I'll be out there, uh, and I'll have some stickers with me. So if you see me, look for the tall guy with purple hair. My hair is going to be even more purple. If you're looking at the video, it's getting it's getting touched up this week. Uh, so, so it should be fairly easy to pick out. And if you can't find me and you want to find me to say what's up and get a sticker, Chances are you will catch me at the Punk Rock Saves Lives uh, booth out there at Punk and Drublick, Arizona. I'm heading there Friday. Looking forward to that. Cannot wait to get out there, uh, especially getting to see a lot of people uh, that I either have never seen before or uh, have seen and, and going to see them. Haven't seen them in a long time. You know, all that good stuff. It's going to be going to be a lot of fun. Lots of friends going out there. All right. Basis Against Racist. We have the March T-shirt that dropped March 1st. Uh, I mentioned it last episode, but I, I didn't have the exact artist in front of me, which I'm embarrassed of, and I'm sorry, Laura, because my sis Laura was so excited, and I just was out of my head. Uh, this month, for the month of March 2022, is Patricia Day of the Horror Pops. Uh, she's the bassist for the Horror Pops. Uh, and special shout-out to Paul. This was the first Bassist Against Racist design he did with a stand-up bass. It's pretty awesome, so, so check that out. Uh, now, of course, you're going to pre-order now. If you're in the United States, uh, you're going to pre-order through Chaos Merch. Gabby doing some great work uh, down there in Arizona. And if you're going, if you're in Europe, you're going to be ordering it through T-Mom Merch. You should be checking out T-Mom Merch a whole bunch anyway, because not only are the bases against races, but they have a lot of great merch on there. Uh, and of course, huge shout out to Lynn Lee uh, of Bad Cop, Bad Cop, because it is her brain child. She's kind of set off on this craziness that is bases against races. I say craziness in a good way. I love the Bases Against Racist shirts. I own a bunch of them. Wear them to shows. If you don't have any, you're missing out. Go pick up the Patricia Day one uh, from Horror Pops. All right, and last thing I'm going to leave you with. Today is March 13th. That means four days from now it's going to be St. Patrick's Day. Here is my annual PSA, and I was real happy to see uh, one of my Discord groups. Uh, somebody had said, when is St. Patty's Day? And they spelled it with T's, as in Tom. And I think I do this every year. If not on the podcast, I post it somewhere. If you're going to say St. Patty's, it's P-A-D as in dog, D as in dog, Y. If you're spelling it P-A-T as in Tom, T as in Tom, Y, that would be short for Patricia. The shortening of Patrick 
when you're talking about Irish people, is P-A-D-D-Y. Please do it correctly. You can say St. Pat's. That would be P-A-T. St. Patrick's, spelled Patrick. But if you're using the Patty's version, use the D's. Don't embarrass yourself. And for the love of God, don't drink green beer. It is not good for you. Pick up a Guinness. Get yourself some Jameson. You want to splurge, get some Red Breast or some Middleton. You're good to go. Don't drink green beer. Especially if you go out somewhere. You go out somewhere and drink green beer. It is Bud Light with, with food coloring in it. Have a Guinness. It's real stuff. Jesus. Green beer. I don't know any Irish people that drink green beer. I don't. My, even, even when I was a kid, my father my father would be like, "Why? no, no green beer. Do better. All right. That's going to do it. I'm exhausted. I got to go finish this up and start getting ready for next week. so much stuff going on. Uh, but make sure you're following us on the social platforms. Uh, updates coming up. I told you that we're going to be missing a couple Sundays, but some bonus episodes coming in there. Special guests hopefully coming in very, very soon. Uh, so make sure you're, you're following us on Facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, YouTube.com slash go tell it to the wall. Of course, make sure you subscribe over there. Uh, and my own personal Instagram account. It's funny. My phone is sitting over here on silent. Because I knew stuff was coming up from last night, and it's, there's gonna I, there's a lot of stuff on the Instagram. So go make sure you're following me at SoCalShawn S O C A L S E A N, uh, and and get all kinds of good content on there. And of course, SeanOrourkeLive.com, your one-stop shop for everything that is. Go tell it to the wall, Common Sense Sundays. Go tell it to the brewery and Sean O'Rourke Live. Uh, and on there, you're also gonna find our Patreon and our merch. So pick up some merch, become a patron. You know you want to do these things. Uh, it helps to keep this. All this madness running, so support us if you can. All right, all that being said, this has been episode 73 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell to the Wall, hosted by me, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And until next time, Wall fans, Common Sensors podcast consumers, remember no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you're going, especially no matter why you are doing it, always, always use Common Sense.